Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Pirivaradhari Pijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Raja Jana Ranjana Yamunati Ravanachari Yamunati Ravanachari Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Binda 
His divine grace, Srila Bhaya Charanarvindam Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jaya, Iskan Founder Acharya, BBT Founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jaya, Jaya Grantaraj, Srimad Bhagta Mahapurana Ki Jaya, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jaya, Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jaya, Shri Gora Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Nitai Gaur Pimanandi Hari Hari All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories, Shri Shri Guru and Gorango, glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. So last night, um, Haridas Prabhu approached me and said, can you please give the class? He asked all the Maharajas, but now the Maharajas would agree. So you lump with me reading the class today. 
So today we're reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Antilila, chapter 20, text 12, verses on the board. First we'll sing the verse and then we'll go uh, synonyms and then translation. So please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasme Shri Gurave Namah Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swam Rupaha Kadamakyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vanchakapa Trubhascha Kripasandubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namo Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisheshishanyavadi Paschat Deshatarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai so please repeat after me. Chaito darpanam majanam bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam. Chaito darpanam majanam bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam. Shreya Kedava Chandrika Vitaranam Vidyavadu Jeevanam Shreya Kedava Chandrika Vitaranam Vidyavadu Jeevanam Anandam Buddhivadanam Pratipadam Purnamita Swadanam Divadanam Pratipadam Purnamita Swadanam Sarvatmasnapanam Parang Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam Sarvatmasnapanam Parang Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam Chaito darpanam majanam bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam Chaito darpanam majanam 
ಶ್ರೇಯಕೈರವಚಂದ್ರಿಕಾ ವಿತರಣ ವಿದ್ಯಾವಧು ಜೀವನ ಆನಂದಂ ಬುಧಿವಾದನ ಪ್ರತಿಪದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿತ ಸ್ವಾದನ ಸರ್ವಾತ್ಮಸ್ನಪನ ಪರಂ ವಿಜೇತಿ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ಶ್ರೇಯಕೈರವಚಂದ್ರಿಕಾಂಪುಣಾಮಿತಸ್ವಾದನಂಬುಧಿವದನಂಪದಂಪುಣಾಮಿತಸ್ವಾದನ ಪರಂ ವಿಜೇತೆ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ಶ್ರೇಯಸ್ತರ್ಪಣಮಾಚನಮಹಾದವಾಗ್ನಿರ್ವಾಪನ ಶ್ರೇಯಕೈರವಚಂದ್ರಿಕಾಜೀವನ ಆನಂದ ಬುಧಿವಾದನ ಪ್ರತಿಪದ ಪ್ರಣಾಮಿತ ಸ್ವಾದನ ಸರ್ವಾತ್ಮಸ್ನಪನ ಪರಂ ವಿಜೇತೆ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಮಾತಾಜಿ ಶ್ರೇಕೃತನಾಚನಮಹಾದವಾಗ್ನಿರ್ವಾಪನ ಶ್ರೇಯಕೈರವಚಂದ್ರಿಕಾಂಪುಣಾಮಿತಸ್ವಾದನ ಆನಂದಂ ಬುಧಿವಾದನ ಪ್ರತಿಪದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾಮಿತಸ್ವಾದನ ಸರ್ವಾತ್ಮಸ್ನಪನ ಪರಂ ವಿಜೇತೆ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ಚೈತ್ವದರ್ಪಣಮಾಚನಮಹಾದವಾಗ್ನಿರ್ವಾಪನ ಶ್ರೇಯಕೈರವಚಂದ್ರಿಕಾತರಣಿದ್ಯಾವಧುಜೀವನ ಆನಂದಂ ಬುಧಿವಾದನ ಪ್ರತಿಪದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾಮಿತಸ್ವಾದನ ಸರ್ವಾತ್ಮಸ್ನಪನ ಪರಂ ವಿಜೇತೆ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ಚೇತ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ದರ್ಪಣ ದ ಮಿರ ಮಾರ್ಜನ ಕ್ಲೆನ್ಸಿಂಗ್ ಭವ ಆಫ್ ಮಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಹಾದಾವಾಗ್ನಿ ದ ಬ್ಲೇಸಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಫೈರ್ 
Nirvapanam Extinguishing Shreyaha Of good fortune Kairava The white lotus Chandrika The moonshine Vitaranam Spreading Vidya Of all education Vadhu Wife Jeevanam The life Ananda Of bliss Ambudhi The ocean Vardhanam Increasing Pradipadam At every step Purna Amrita Of the full nectar Aswadhanam Giving a taste Sarva For everyone Atma Snapanam Bathing of the self Param Transcendental Vijayate Let there be victory Sri Krishna Sankirtanam For the congregational chanting Of the holy name of Krishna Translation, please repeat after me Let there be all victory for the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which can cleanse the mirror of the heart and stop the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence. That chanting is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. It is the life and soul of all education. The chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. It gives a cooling effect to everyone and enables one to taste full nectar at every step. So again, let there be all victory for the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which can, number one, cleanse the mirror of the heart and and number two, stop the miseries of blazing, sorry, stop the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence. Number three, that chanting is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. Number four, it is the life and soul of all education. Number five, the chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. Number six, it gives a cooling effect to everyone. And number seven, enables one to taste full nectar at every step. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Ki Jai. This is the first verse of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sikshashtaka. The other seven verses are found in texts 16, 21, 29, 32, 36, 39, and 47. 
ओम ज्ञान तिमिरंधस्या ज्ञानंजन श्लाकाय चक्षुरमेतम येन तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः नमः ओम विष्णु पादाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय मुतले श्रीमते तमाम कृष्ण गोस्वामी दिना हरे कृष्णा सो बिकॉज वी नाउ सेलिब्रेटिंग कीर्तन 50 टू इंट्रोड्यूस 2020 is going to be a very special year, just like 2019. Um, there are periods in the uh, cycle of time uh, on this planet that amazing things happen, some really amazing things happen. And the last time something happened was when, um, when Lord Chaitanya was on the planet and Renaissance happened actually at the time. It, it, it actually impacted the whole planet. And as we know, when Srila Prabhupada came to the West and started, of course, preaching in India, that also impacted uh, the world in a very big way. But right now is the culmination of that time. In fact, the way it works is that the same three planets that were there at the time um, of the Renaissance have now reappeared since uh, early 2019 and will go on till December 30th, uh, the day before the new year ends, 2020 ends. It will continue till then. And it's considered a period when a lot of calamities will happen on the planet. A lot of shifts will happen. Tectonic shifts will happen in culture where what will happen is that um, uh, on the one hand, there will be a cleansing going on where so many miseries will happen that people wonder why are things happening the way they're happening now. There will be a lot of confusion. Mass confusion will happen. People want to understand that we had these qualities and now those are no longer our qualities. We now have a new set of qualities that we thought at one time were actually vices have now suddenly become virtues. You know, this is the type of thing that's happening and there's a lot of confusion, especially in the United States of America, we can see that's happening. But it's happening all over the world, it's not just in the United States. But what happens at that time is that there is an amazing opportunity for... Uh, devotees to actually introduce Krishna consciousness on a massive scale to people. Because there is massive, mass uh, uh, confusion, there is mass confusion. So this is the time, they say that confusion precedes clarity. You know, you've got to have a period of cloudiness before you have a period of, you know, a cloudless day, like a clear day like that. So this clear time is coming, actually. It's coming very, very soon. And those of us who go out on a daily basis or however often we go out and preach, we can see how clearly this is actually true, that there has been no time when Krishna consciousness was more uh, acceptable to people, more, uh, you know, they're so happy to hear about Krishna consciousness. They're here to happy about ISKCON. Which at one time, when we used to go out, they would, you know, deride us and they would say, oh, you're the guys who at the airports and, you know, the, you know, you did this to us and did that and all these types of things. And now they're saying, wow, we're so happy to see you guys. We're so happy to meet you. Everywhere we go, and we, and I'm talking about talking to Christians, talking to Muslims, talking to Jews, talking to Hindus, talking to whoever we're atheists when we talk to. They're happy to see us. They're very happy to see us. Why suddenly this change happened? Of course, we can say it is the effects of all the books that have gone out. Because, you know, massive amounts of books have gone out. So massive literature dis- distribution has happened. 
And so people are reading these books, you know, even though we may think they're not, people are reading books. In fact, I think people outside our movement are reading the books more than we're reading the books inside the movement. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. And you can see this in their writings, how they are actually saying things uh, and writing things that are clearly, clearly from Srila Prabhupada's writings, clearly. Before that, it wasn't even known. These issues were not even known. These these uh, uh, ideas of education, etc. You know how here it says that the uh, um, that the uh, uh, fourth petal. These are seven. These are considered the seven petals of this verse. These are considered. They call the seven flames. Actually, how um, it came to be that I read from this was because recently we celebrated Bhaktisiddhanta um, Saraswati. Thakur's uh, uh, Disappearance Festival. And at the time, uh, we read something where Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, uh, in his final uh, talk that he gave to the devotees, his final instructions, he said, if I could perfectly deliver even one soul back home, back to Godhead, I would think my mission, propagating Krishna consciousness, to be successful. You know, In that, he speaks about the seven flames and the first time he mentions it is in the 14th, he actually speaks in Bengali, in verses. And the 14th verse that he speaks uh, starts off by saying, Please always chant the name of the Lord, being humbler than a blade of grass and more tolerant than a tree. Give all respects, give all respect to others and demand none for yourself. Make the worship of the holy name the most important aspect of your devotional life. And then in the 15th stanza he says, A wise person will worship the Lord after taking initiation in the sacrifice of the holy name inaugurated by Sri Krishna Chaitanya and his associates. And we know when you think about sacrifice, we generally talk think about fire sacrifice. You know, like in an initiation ceremony there's a fire sacrifice, right? When we're given the holy name. And then he says in that next verse, the 16th uh, uh, verse, he says, Offer yourself up to the seven flames of this sacrificial fire. The scriptures say that this especially is the religious principle for the age of Kali. So offering ourselves to the seven flames. And then he references the seven flames, <coughs> excuse me, one more time in the 43rd verse. He says, May we never become indifferent or disinterested in the sacrifice of the holy name with its fire of seven flames. And so the seven flames are the seven you know, parts I just read from the same verse, right? Starting with number one, it cleanses the mirror of the heart. Then number two, it stops the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence like that. So we went through seven parts of this verse where Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who, by the way, this is just a wonderful story. Uh, one of the stories given by the Acharyas of uh, how it came to be that um, Lord Chaitanya came uh, on this planet uh, at the time, at this time, Renaissance time. And uh, um, the story is actually a pastime in the Kunjas of Vrindavan where... Um, the gopis are sitting with Radharani and they're talking about about Krishna, which they always do. There's, you know, it's always the topic is Krishna like that. Yeah, and and uh, 
So, you know, in those topics they talk about how wonderful Krishna is and how not wonderful he is also, because, you know, he separates himself from them and gives them a lot of pain as a result. So, you know, they, they feel a little critical towards him as well. And lo and behold, this very beautiful girl walks into their midst. Really very beautiful girl. She's so beautiful that Sukha and Sari, who, you know, are always around when, uh, when the gopis are talking with Krishna, are on the branches, sitting on the branches. When they see the, this girl, they become so stunned with her beauty that they faint and they hang upside down on the branch, you know? And you can imagine Sukha and Sari have seen Krishna and they've seen Radharani and who can talk about more beautiful personalities than this? And, you know, and they faint seeing this girl. So, you can imagine how beautiful she must have been. And Radharani is stunned also with her beauty. And so, he asks her, you know, who are you? I've never seen you before. It's so beautiful. And she says, well, I'm just from the demigoddess kingdom. Why have you come? I've come really because something pains me in my heart. I feel very pained and I feel that you can relieve my pain. And so I've come to visit with you. And Radharani says, well, how can I help you? And then, so she starts criticizing Krishna and saying, you know, how can you, how can you love this person? He's not worthy of your love. You you deserve better. And starts giving all these wonderful reasons <laughs> why, you know, Krishna, why Radharani should not actually continue with Krishna, you know, like that. And so Radharani is a very patient person and gopis are cheering her on, you know, yeah, she's right. I've been telling Radharani, we've been telling Radharani the same thing. And so, but you know, this, uh, this, uh, gopi, this, uh, beautiful maiden from, uh, the demigod kingdom continues giving more and more arguments, gives a lot of arguments actually, gives a lot of reasons, really very, very convincing reasons. And now we who are reading the story know that this beautiful maiden is Krishna himself. And, uh, and obviously Krishna can outdo himself in his own beauty. That's one of his abilities, you know. He can more, become more beautiful than he actually is. <laughs> He's just an amazing personality. So anyway, so obviously he knows, and Radharani is thinking, she knows a lot about us. You know, it's like, wow, how does she know all this, you know? And so Radharani is very impressed with this, with this, with this beautiful maiden. But you know, Radharani is also a very, very, very steady person, very uh, sober person, so she lets it spot. So you've got more reasons, and more reasons. She comes out more and more reasons like that. So then Radharani says, are you done? You have anything more to say? And she says, no, I've said everything I want to say. If I haven't convinced you with all I've said now, I don't think I'll ever convince you. <laughs> so Radharani says, you're wrong. The first two words that come out of mouth is, you're wrong. And then Radharani starts giving her reasons why Krishna is actually the best and the most lovable person, you know, like that. And the gopis are just completely astounded. I mean, you have the reasons. She's coming with such wonderful reasons. And this maiden is totally astounded. She's just beside herself. She can't imagine how she was defeated. Krishna, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a competitive person. You know, he's a competitor. He doesn't give up, you know. He has to win. He has to win. That's it. And so he's thinking to himself, wow, she's defeating me. I mean, how could this ever happen? You know, I gave such good reasons. So then finally, this beautiful maiden says to Radharani, well, if you love Krishna so much, it sounds like Krishna is your property. And Radharani says, yes, he's my property. <laughs> and so if he's your property, then I want you to summon him right now. Bring him here right now. Let me see you bring him here right now. 
And, and so Rasa, I can do that. I'll bring him right now. He said, go ahead, go right ahead. And Krishna is thinking to himself, he's not going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, how is he going to bring Krishna down here? <laughs> you know? And so Radharani goes into a nice sadhu pose and, you know, uh, and then starts meditating. Yeah, as she's meditating, Krishna is thinking, wow, she's serious. She's going to do something here, you know? Then he notices Radharani's skin color is starting to change a little towards his color. And he's thinking, wow, she's so deep in her meditation. Is she going to become Krishna herself? That would be a shame. I'm here and she's going to become Krishna. How is this going to happen? How are we going to resolve this? And Radharani doesn't. But you know, then after a while he notices his skin color is changing. This is golden. This beautiful maiden is very golden colored maiden. And his skin color is changing to bluish black. He's thinking, I'm not changing my color. How's my color changing on its own? Then, then he puts his hand in and he notices there's a peacock feather there now. I mean, how's the peacock? Then he realizes, I've become Krishna myself. Oh my God, I and mean, this is really shameful, you know? Then Radharani opens eyes and says, Oh, Krishna, you're here. And Krishna says, I am. I said, I'm so happy to see you. You know, it's like, and Radharani says, where is this on the maiden? There was a beautiful maiden here. Where did she go? Because she said that I wasn't able to, going to be able to do that. And I did this. So, you know, I wanted to show her. And he said, I don't know. She must have laughed. She must have felt ashamed of herself or something. <laughs> and she laughed. And so at that time, Krishna realized that Radharani has some really amazing, amazing, uh, love in her heart that she can actually make him manifest, despite the fact that he does not want to manifest, that she can, and her love is so strong, and she has so much ecstasy in her, so he wanted to taste that ecstasy. And that ecstasy, Srila Prabhupada and Acharya, other Acharyas described, is actually contained in the holy name of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The name of Krishna actually contains this this ecstasy in it. And the amazing thing is that Lord Krishna desired that he wanted to give this ecstasy to everyone. He wanted everybody to feel the ecstasy that Radharani was feeling. Which is amazing because we're not even qualified to, to, to experience it. But this is Lord Chaitanya's heart. He wants to do that. So, so as I was reading this, and, I was, and, and you know, like I said, number four says, it is the life and soul of all education, you know. And um, sometimes when I'm speaking to uh, people that I uh, meet outside, I'm, I'm especially very interested in education myself. I feel that it is a very powerful way of reaching out to people cross-culturally, cross uh, the religious boundaries, because... Uh, education, nobody has a concern with. Religion, they may have a little bit of concern with you converting me from my God to your God and that type of stuff like that, uh, which is not what we're doing. But then religious movements have become like that. We can see that uh, there's so much hypocrisy in religious movements. And and I, I think we also have to accept there's some hypocrisy spreading into our own movement. Uh, you know, and if we don't, if we're not careful we will be very much the same as everybody else, you know. We'll be uh, a very divided movement with uh, all sorts of being, things being spoken as Krishna conscious. And if Prabhupada was here, he would say, that's not, that's not my message. That wasn't my message that I gave you. Just as I think if Jesus Christ was here today, I think he would say to the Christians, wow, you, you, how are you representing me? This, is not what, this was not my message at all. My message was love of God and chanting of the holy names. 
And here you are now, you know, talking about how you can become very wealthy and how powerful and, you know, manipulate the government and manipulate the President of the United States of America and all sorts of things that, you know, religious movements are doing around the world, not just in the United States. So one of the uh, aspects of education is how we understand that we can become very successful if we have the right information and that we can apply that information in a way that will become successful. And this is part of education. I often say that education, education is the art of expanding the heart because the heart, the spiritual heart, contains the whole creation in it, actually. It's meant to be such that the devotee's heart is so big that the whole creation fits inside the devotee's heart, like that. And so the idea is to expand the heart so that more and more uh, love and compassion is there for for other living entities, service and love for Krishna, uh, um, like that. So there's some aspects of this. One aspect of it is is uh, is uh, our attitude. You know, sometimes we read uh, in Western speak or in material talk that attitude is everything, you know. And Srila Prabhupada actually said that we should have a humble attitude of service, and that would be, that he described was the the secret of success. He said the secret of success, in his own words, uh, uh, he said the secret of success is a humble attitude of service, like that. So this uh, service, Prabhupada defines the word service as expression of love. And we always say that the purpose of life, the ultimate purpose of life, the ultimate goal of life is Krishna Prema, right? That's how we say it, which is love of God. Love of Krishna is the ultimate goal of life. Why? Because it is in this love that we will feel complete satisfaction. And that is what everybody is seeking. Everybody is looking for complete satisfaction. there's a very nice word used in Sanskrit, and uh, um, I'm trying to recall the word right now. Uh, anyway, I'll catch the word at some point. Um, but this word means, it actually means complete satisfaction. Supersidity. The word used is supersidity. You know, there's this verse that actually if we... Um, one-pointedly always engage in Krishna consciousness without cessation and without any motivation, then we can feel complete satisfaction in our lives that we will be supersidity, that yayatma, supersidity, is described in this verse. So, unless we have complete satisfaction, we will keep striving. Just like businessmen, you know, they want to become very wealthy and... Now some businessmen have become multi-billionaires, and now they're looking to becoming trillionaires. At one time, if you were a millionaire, it was a big thing. It's a huge thing if you're a millionaire. Then today, it's nothing. If you're a millionaire, you're just an ordinary person. You're, you're not very important. If you're a billionaire, you're more important. And now, some are coming close to becoming trillionaires. So soon, it's going to be billionaires are nothing, you know? So what if you have a few billion dollars in your pocket? That's pocket change. You have to become a trillionaire. So this is the this is the nature of the living entity, that the living entity will keep striving until the living entity 
experiences full satisfaction. And so, and we, and we know no amount of money is going to give us that full satisfaction because if it did, then Hiranyakashipu would have been a very satisfied person. And he owned the three worlds. I mean, can you put dollar value on the three worlds? Uh, you know, and still he wasn't satisfied. He wanted Vaikuntha after that. He wasn't satisfied, but he didn't feel supersidity. So, this attitude of humble, uh, of humble service is very essential for us to actually achieve um, love of Krishna. And so that we can taste that nectar that actually Lord Chaitanya came to give us. So that we can become successful as human beings. Because this is actually the purpose of human life. The soul is constructed of Sat, Chet, and Ananda. Ananda is bliss. Bliss is the purpose of life. To be happy and to give happiness to others is actually the purpose of life. So, so the, so the one point is that we have to have this right attitude. Then it becomes a question of what is our taste? Because in the, uh, Atharvaveda, Atharvaveda, by the way, starts by making the statement that the purpose of the Vedas is actually to establish that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, in the Atharvaveda, there are very, very many programs given, like astrology, numerology, vastu, all of these are contained in the Atharvaveda for the purposes of actually establishing that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. And now we see astrology doesn't do that anymore, right? Which is why Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur actually abandoned the idea because he said, it's nonsense. Now people are practicing astrology for the wrong reasons. Astrology's purpose is ultimately to establish that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that we are his eternal parts and parcels, eternally his children and eternally his beloveds. Jiva Loka, Jiva Bhuta Sanatna, he says, as part from parcels. Pradapitaha, he says, as we are his children. And Suhridam Sarva Bhutanam, that he is actually, a, we are his beloveds. But this is actually a purpose of astrology. It's also the purpose of numerology, it is also the purpose of Vastu. But today, if you go to a Vastu expert, they know nothing about that. They'll talk about, in the East you should do this, in the West you should do that. That's called Shilpa. Shilpa is only 20% of Vastu. So hardly any real Vastu experts on this world. And by the way, in the Atharvaveda, there's a curse that if anybody tried to make money from these programs, that those programs will become worthless. Well, here we go. All these Vastu experts and astrologers and everybody is making money. There's a curse in the Vedas that says, sorry, all your advice, we're null and void. Because you did it for the wrong reason. You didn't do it to establish that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So really, amongst devotees, we need a lot of astrologers and Vastu experts like that, so we can go out and actually give the real reason why these programs actually exist. So there in the Atharvaveda, these two words are used, very, very powerful words called Yatha Ruchi. Yatha Ruchi means according to taste. Krishna wants us to be a particular flavor. Giraj Maharaj describes this very nicely in his classes, that we're all a particular flavor, and Krishna wants us to taste that flavor. So imagine, you know, one of us is a flavor of ice cream and another one is a flavor of, uh, what's the little opposite of ice cream? It's like, um, let's just take Karela. What's Karela called in English? Birigur, yeah. Birigur, right? Birigur tastes very nice. Ice cream tastes very nice. But imagine you put ice cream in your mouth and it tastes like Birigur. I mean, you're going to spit it out. You're going to think there's something wrong with this ice cream, right? 
Oh, if you eat bitter gourd and it tasted like ice cream, you'd spit that out too, saying that's not bitter gourd. So each and every one of us is a particular flavor. We have a particular uh, set of tastes. There are some things that we're naturally going to have affinity for. So this affinity is very important. We should know what am I, what I do, what do I really love? What do I feel ecstasy with when I'm practicing Krishna consciousness? We should know that. And then we should maximize that ecstasy because Krishna wants us to have that ecstasy because it will bring us into our nature. And our nature is who we really are. You know, like times when I'm sitting with a microphone like this, I put the microphone on the ground, sit on the microphone, pick up the chair and speak through the chair. People are wondering, why are you doing that? And I say, well, if you're a microphone, don't use yourself as a chair. If you're a chair, don't use yourself as a microphone. Each and every one of us has a particular nature. We should live our Krishna consciousness based on the nature. Often it is said that Krishna consciousness is actually love parading as a philosophy. We say that, right? That Krishna consciousness actually love parading as a philosophy. So, in this uh, situation of love, what is it that we really love doing that is so much part of our nature that when we're doing it, it's obvious this person is in their element. Like when Srila Prabhupada was around, many devotees saw, and even those who are not devotees, and everybody's a devotee really, but those who became, you know, his followers, what we call the believers, and those who became initiated, etc. On the other hand, those who didn't, the non-believers or whatever else, but even if the non-believers met with Srila Prabhupada, they would be impressed that he was in his element. They would say, yes, this person is so authentic. I can, we can say for sure, this person really loves Krishna. We don't know if Krishna is God or not. We may not even believe that Krishna is God. But this person definitely loves Krishna. He was in his element. Right? We can tell. All of us, even today, when you hear about Prabhupada, we think, Prabhupada was in his element. It's the same for us. You know, we're like fish out of water. We need to get back in the water. That's our element. We need to be in our element. To be in our element, we need to practice, we need to practice our own nature, not to try and copy some other devotee. We can see another devotee and see how good they are at whatever they're doing, appreciate that, and pray that we might get that mercy as well, that we may be able to do some nice things too. But then not give up one's own nature at the same time. Maintain one's nature. And this is a very essential part of ISKCON continuing for the next 10,000 years. If we behave according to our nature, then we'll give up the fraud in our lives of trying to present Krishna consciousness for the wrong reasons. We cannot promote the holy name of Krishna for the wrong reasons. If we do that, it is an offense against the holy name. How can you say I love someone if you're offending them? No one's going to feel any love if you offend them. The holy name is not going to feel love if we offend the holy name. So that is very important nature. And in fact, it's described, uh, we have a spiritual master sitting here, that the purpose of the spiritual master is to engage the disciple according to that disciple's nature. This is what's described in our scriptures. And then, this nature, where is this nature rooted? This nature is rooted in our spirituality. Because that is our soul. The soul is who we really are. And that's where this nature is rooted, in the soul. And the soul was manifested by Krishna. So when Krishna manifested the soul, there's a certain packaging that came with that soul. That packaging is a packaging of success. That's the packaging that needs to happen. Imagine you go to, you know, the supermarket, 
and you buy a package of, you know, uh, uh, grass-fed uh, cow butter, organic. And you take the packaging home. And then you find out, when you open the package, there's no butter in there, there's something else in there. How is that package going to be a successful package? How many people are going to run to the supermarket and buy packages like that? No one's going to buy that package. No one's going to be interested in that. So similarly, we are a certain type of packaging, individually. And we're eternally individual like that. So our spirituality is very important. And in our spirituality comes the advice, the guidance of our acharyas. The acharyas actually advise how we should live our lives so that we can once again go back home, back to Godhead, and once again um, uh, participate in the pastimes of the supreme attractive couple. And then if we take these four things, our attitude, our affinities, our nature, and our spirituality, and we connect it to the environment we're in right now, and the environment that we're going to be going into the future, if we connect it like that, integrate it like that, then full success happens in our life. Then we can chant the holy names of Krishna with all of the love and devotion, sincerity, enthusiasm, and... uh, uh, Krishna uses the word steadiness. He says the most important quality of a devotee is steadiness. He describes that in the Brihad Bhagavad It's the concluding chapter. There Krishna says this is what he appreciates the most in a devotee, steadiness. So full love and devotion, full sincerity, full enthusiasm and full steadiness for the chanting of the holy name of Krishna will manifest in our hearts if we actually bring this program together using these seven flames. Because these seven flames were created to bring about auspiciousness, to bring about the atmosphere in which we can actually practice our Krishna consciousness. And if we stay in this mood, then individually and collectively we will be very successful. We need to be successful collectively because it actually impresses people when they see a collective. Like we, a collective chanting Hare Krishna is very impressive. But it is very important that individually we also become very successful. Because that's what Krishna wants. He wants to taste the flavor. And when he comes to taste the flavor, he doesn't want to spit it out of his mouth. He wants to feel like, yummy, that was great. I love that flavor. Like that. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. I'm going to ask if any of you would like to say something, ask a question. Yes. One moment. You asked a lot of questions before. Let's ask some of the guests first, okay? Okay. Yes. It's actually from one of our uh, past times. You'll read it in uh, in the stories that Shivaram Maharaj actually has written quite a few books. It's in one of his books. I can, if you ask me, I'll find out the book. And he give, he gives the reference there. I I read the reference, but I didn't actually memorize the reference. But yeah, there's a. The stories are there in, that, in those pastimes. Yes, Prabhu. And I'll come to you, Madhaji. Yes. Hare Krishna. There is. Actually, if we read the Nectar of Instruction, in the Nectar of Instruction, there's one chapter dedicated to that very point. How you can start by chanting the holy names of Krishna, and then how you go deeper into your meditation on that, 
and go to different phases until you come to this phase where you'll actually come to know. Of course, by the mercy of the Lord, the revelation will be made to you who you are in the spiritual world like that. In the meantime, the idea is to follow someone from Golok Vrindavan, some devotee from Golok Vrindavan. And one of the best devotees to follow is Goranga Mahaprabhu himself. Goranga Mahaprabhu came uh, to actually show us how we can become ideal or not so much ideal, but perfect uh, servants of Krishna, perfect devotees like that. And so if you follow the example of Goranga Mahaprabhu himself, and there are many, many wonderful uh, pastimes written of Goranga Mahaprabhu from the time he appeared to the time he departed the planet, if we read about those pastimes, and, and then in the association of devotees who are actually practicing those things themselves, by the way, then your uh, path is going to be clearly laid down very nicely and you'll be able to actually know who you are in the spiritual world. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Yes, ma'am. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Very, very profound uh, class. Uh, thank you so much. So, something on the similar lines as Prabhu asked, like, um, I may not know, uh, because the soul is conditioned, so I may not know what is what is natural to me right, right. now. Right. And I might be investing in something which is not natural, but I, it is like illusioning that, okay, it feels good to me and just rest, take shelter in there. Right. But I might be going in a totally wrong direction, right. wasting my time. So how to understand that and how to fix it? Very good point. Very good question. So a number of things is for yourself, just for yourself. Mm-hmm. Think for all the time you have been in, in Krishna consciousness, how long have you been in Krishna consciousness? It's been yeah. around 10 years. 10 years. That's a good, considerable amount of time. Uh, so in 10 years, you know some things that always make you happy in Krishna consciousness, Right? didn't change. It's not like when you started, you liked it, but then after five days or 15 days or five months, it's sort of like, nah, that's not what I really like. I think I like something else. There's some things you steadily like. Right? Can you think of something like that? Yes. Kirtan, Prashadam. Kirtan, Prashadam. Even even studies also, yes. DTs, studies, right? Yeah, you can see now. Okay, so you got a lot of things that I can already say are your real affinities. You see what I'm saying? So then what you do is you create a love affair around those affinities. You see what I'm saying? Now, obviously, I'm sure you've fallen in love with your linear life at some time with somebody. Okay? So when you fall in love with somebody... How how do you do things with that person? You notice how you do so many things. Not it's not a flat, you know, singular one thing that you do with that person. It's a whole comprehensive number of things you do with that person, including fight with the person, including quarrel with the person. You know that's all part of the love affair, right? Love affair is a very very three sixty degree stuff. So in the same way, for the things that you actually have affinity for, build a love affair around each and every one of them, like that. Okay, that's just for yourself. Now, more importantly. One should have someone who you consider to be your spiritual mentor. At least one person like that. Hopefully more than one, but one. Ask that person also. Talk to that person. That person's also going to reveal some things about you. You know? Like, one thing I noticed about myself is that I thought I was a businessman. You know? But my spiritual master said, you're not. <laughs> he said, you're a Brahmin. You know, and I, I was born in a Vaishya family, and it was like everything was business, you know, for us. 
But then that he pointed that out to me. And then later on in my life, today I realize actually that is actually true. I'm more Brahminical than Vaishya. In fact, I'm hardly Vaishya, I'm more Brahminical in nature, you know. And I like to speak, I like to do fire sacrifices, you know. I build a Yagyashala behind my house, you know. I, it's amazing what I'm doing, I'm doing all these things. And it's obviously, I'm more Brahminical in nature. I like doing deity worship, I like going on the altar, doing arti, you know. So things like that, right. So now you build a love affair around that. The things that you do that go very deep into that, and you'll notice that your nature starts coming out and you're able to do good with many things that are not even part of your nature, you'll become good at. Like, for example, Srila Prabhupada, we notice that when he followed the instruction of his spiritual master, how so many wonderful things happened as a result, right? It wasn't the spiritual master's instruction, but the instruction created all great results. The one thing in your nature can create a whole, you know, uh, uh, a sort of explosion of wonderful results around you that, you know, will make you feel like, yes, bliss is unlimited. There's unlimited bliss coming from all directions, even the directions I didn't even know existed like that. So that's very important. Now, of course, scripture is also very important. Reading is so important. The Srimad Bhagavatam is actually a person, you know. Bhagavad is actually a person, Chaitanya Chaitanya is actually a person. As you read, they will also reveal to you your nature. Revelations will come. Uh, it's described in our scriptures that when we chant uh, Lord Nasingadev's name, we do Nasingh Pranam, Lord Nasingadev actually is said to be a person who actually reveals to the devotee who they are in the spiritual world. Amazing. It's our scripture. It's also in our scripture that, you know, in, our, in the past times we see that if we're not qualified to go back directly to the spiritual world, we do qualify sometimes to go to that planet where Krishna is performing his pastime, which is the spiritual world also, but in the material atmosphere. And there we get fully trained up. And who trains us? It is Tulsi Maharani's servant who trains us. And you can see how Prabhupada introduced Tulsi Puja so nicely in um, Mangalarti, right? So that we can actually get the mercy of Tulsi Maharani so her servant can train us to become perfect devotees and know exactly who we are and do everything exactly according to that person. So everything in the Hare Krishna movement is designed in that process, in that way, to create that pathway which we are talking about. If you just follow what Prabhupada actually said, all the things will happen, even if you don't know why we're doing it and how it's going to happen, it will actually happen. And and those of us who are becoming older, like 30, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years now in the movement, you know, we can attest to the fact it's actually very true. When we were younger, it didn't occur to us as much, it didn't sort of strike us as much, but now as you're getting older, it's very clear that the system that Prabhupada set up is perfect. And that and we all we have to do is not be so smart that we deviate. <laughs> and Prabhupada did say that about us. He says, please don't be over-intelligent. And this is a big fault that I especially have, but a lot of us have this fault. We're too smart. And because we're too smart, it's like, you know, you jump so hard, you fall on the other side of the horse, right? You didn't land on the horse, you fell down. You know? <laughs> so don't be too smart, just follow, be humble, you know, follow like that. It actually works out very nicely. Yes, Maharaj. Thank Go you ahead. so very much. Oh, you're welcome, Maharaj. Thank you, Prabhu, for a wonderful class. So, we talked about nature. So, if somebody's nature is to do the DT dressing, for example, sure, sure. <clears throat> so then there are too much involved in DT dressing and, right. you know, decorating Krishna and Radharani. 
but then other services like especially the chanting because it's a brain exercise it gets lagged uh, you know we fall behind on that so how do we understand will the dt dressing uh, with the focus will bring more seriousness to chanting yeah, or doing will. chanting will bring more sincerity both, to both both because they're part of the process right they're all part of the process if you love dt worship it means you must be an iskon devotee right if you're an iskon devotee you're following Prabhupada. If Prabhupada said you should chant you chant if he says you read you read associate with devotees you do sadhu sangha you see what I'm saying? You dance for a deity, you dance for another deity. We do everything. We're not flat characters. But there's something that in, amongst all the things that we have in that kaleidoscope of activities that we do, there's some things that give us especially more nectar. Okay? Yeah. Just like, for example, when you eat, you love eating, right? Mm-hmm. Do you eat 24-7? Do you just eat, eat, eat all day long? No. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You do other things as well. But that eating helps you do those other things, right? It gives you energy, it makes you feel happy, happy person can do more. So like that, we should actually do everything that Prabhupada asked us to do. And and whatever things we love doing, obviously we feel more ecstasy at that time, but then we'll feel the ecstasy in other things as well. If you're really, really ecstatic with deity worship, you will be very ecstatic with chanting. Mm. Why? Because qualitatively, deity worship and chanting are non-different. You get the idea? So the idea is that it's a question of really, are we sincerely, sincerely, sincerely interested in what we are doing? If we're sincere about it, all the other things will automatically come into play. There won't be this issue of, you know, some people talk about balancing. It's one of the biggest frauds on this planet, planet is this talk about balancing, you know? You cannot balance anything. For example, if I have to balance my family life with my devotional life, that means if I do more family life, I do less devotional life, right? How is that good for me? The idea is not balancing. The idea is integration. Integrate. So that as you do chanting, you're also doing deity worship. You're also doing kirtan. You're also doing... You see what I'm saying? That's the idea. So that any one activity rolls the other activities forward as well. It's just like little wheels and bigger wheels, right? One little wheel is moving, the bigger wheels are moving too. So this is our process, you know, the integration process. We integrate everything, then there will be no question of... Should I do this or should I do that? You'll do everything. Mm. You know, there's a great football player on this planet in, in Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. I, when I was younger, I used to follow Dallas Cowboys. So anyway, so there's this player and say, in the ad, you know, the boss asked him, would you like to do this or would you like to say I want to do both? Mm. You see what I'm saying? So the, even though there are choices, we can actually do everything. We actually can do everything. The question is, can we get started with at least doing one thing properly? Yeah. You know, and then you'll add on, add on, add on, add on, and you'll see. Like Srila Prabhupada was good at everything, right? Perfect deity worship, perfect cooking, perfect speaking, perfect kirtan. Today, when we hear Prabhupada singing kirtan, you can tell this is real kirtan. This is spiritual energy emanating like this, right? Expanding like that. So you can see it's a very full rounded person, personality, you see that thing like that. Yes, my. A lot of questions today. Sorry, we should actually be at taking breakfast right now. Yes, hi, hi Krishna Prabhu. Thank hi, you. Um, so we have, there are two things. We have our conditional nature and yes. our constitutional nature. Absolutely. What is the connection between the two? Conditional nature is there because we're in the material world, so we're going to have some conditional nature. It's like when you're in the sea, it's going to be a place where you're going to have to swim, right? You can't say, I'm sorry, I'm just going to walk. Unless you're Jesus Christ, you know, I don't think you're going to do very well walking on water. 
You see what I'm saying? Because you're in the sea, you're going to have to do some swimming or floating or something until something pulls you out. So, so Prabhupada says the meaning of Krishna consciousness is that one always lives with Krishna on that spiritual planet, Golok Vrindavan, and that one is simply waiting to give up this material body. Prabhupada described, these are his exact words, I've not changed one word in this sentence. Okay? So, the point is that we're always in Golok Vrindavan with Krishna. Always. Simply waiting to give up this material body means that while we're on this planet, we have to do the things that we have to do in the material atmosphere, which means like, you know the things that we have to do that you might, you don't have to brush your teeth in the spiritual world, okay? Unless you want to. You don't have to. Your teeth are going to be first class anyway, all the time. No matter how much you eat, you won't have to go to an evacuation place and evacuate in the spiritual world, okay? But here you have to. You can't say, I'm not going to evacuate. I'm in Golok Bindab, I'm not going to evacuate. Well, you're going to have problems. I'm not going to brush my teeth. I'm in Golok Bindab. Well, you're going to have problems. You're going to have bad teeth. And then, you know, you'll be going to the dentist. And you're going to hate the idea of going to the dentist. You know, that type of stuff. So the idea is the conditional nature, we do as much as we need to, but no more than that. Whatever we need to to keep body and soul together, we'll do in the conditional atmosphere. But our constitutional nature will promote all the time. And one way to do it is to integrate both of them too. How do you integrate? You say to Krishna, I'm brushing my teeth to please you. I'm evacuating to please you. Well, if you're doing everything to please Krishna, you're connecting. You see what I'm saying? No, it's not that evacuation pleases Krishna. Well, it does, I can tell you, but you're going to be a healthier person. He's going to be happier to be healthier. But the point is that if we connect everything we do to Krishna, in a sense, there is nothing conditional anymore. It's all constitutional. Although outwardly it seems conditional. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. I was thinking in terms of, you were saying that we have to find that one uh, thing that we have a strong affinity oh, for. Oh, you mean there will be some things conditionally that you like? Yeah, like when, if we're attracted to doing something, how do we know that it's not Even if it's conditional, conditional use it for Krishna's pleasure. Can you use it for Krishna's pleasure? If you can't use it for Krishna's pleasure, that's a different question. If, if you're doing something, like say for example, if I'm engaging in illicit sex, and that of course I cannot use in Krishna's service, then obviously I can't say I'm going to just expand that. You see what I'm saying? But say for example, I like to eat. I'm a glutton and I like to eat. Well, okay, why don't I start you know, doing food for life and you know, giving food to others, making really nice food, distributing it to others in the process, also having some nice food myself. Okay, there you've got the integration happening, you see what I'm saying? And it's going to be very pleasing to Krishna because you've fed other people Krishna, uh, Krishna Prashadam. So like, let's say somebody is really attracted to, likes to study. Yeah. So you're not going to be studying in the spiritual world because you're such a Ananda, you have no, no, there we study too. There's different ways you study. But the point is that studying uh, here in this material world is very important. It's actually the first purpose of ISKCON, if you look at it. Systematic propagation of the holy name. If you don't study, how are you going to propagate anything? You know? So, yeah, you can definitely use that like that. Yes, Maharaj, at the back. Yes. What do you do if you are so, uh, Say it again, Maharaj, I couldn't quite hear. You're saying? What do you? What do you do when you lost motivation? Motivation. Motivation. Motivation, yeah. If you've lost motivation. The best things to do, one of the best things to do is to attach yourself to somebody who's very motivated. Because it's very, very, uh, um, you know, uh, what, what is the English word for that? It's contagious. Motivation is a very conta- contagious thing. It's very contagious, you know. When you meet a motivated person, you can't help but become start become a little motivated too. You know, it's just that that's the way things work. So that's one thing. The other thing is also is, the main thing is that somehow we've lost the knowledge that Krishna loves me 
more than anything else or anyone else. By the way, in the spiritual world, there is one Krishna for every one of us. And he totally, totally, totally loves us. You see what I'm saying? That Krishna we've become separated from. So he loves us, we've forgotten him, to try to remember him, and then we know how much Krishna loves me. And if you have Krishna's love, by the way, you don't need anybody else's love. His love is so powerful, it can overwhelm everybody else's love. Krishna is bigger than the sum total of everything. That's Krishna. That's why it's called the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are many personalities of Godhead. He's the Supreme, original Supreme. So the idea is that if you can actually just cultivate that, that Krishna really loves me, let me come to know Krishna, let me get closer to Krishna, I'll feel the love, I'll be fine. If you're cold, if you move towards the sun planet, sooner or later you're going to become very warm. In fact, you're going to become very hot. In fact, you might burn. So we can burn in the love of Krishna like that. We have no problem with that. It's a cooling effect, by the way. <laughs> Krishna's burn is very cooling. So the idea is that this is basically the things that we do. We just move towards Krishna, you know what I'm saying? But the key most important immediately is to attach yourself to somebody who is. Uh, it's just like a drowning person can only be saved from drowning by a person who is an expert swimmer. You see what I'm saying? So in the same way, when we are losing motivation, it means somehow... Some things we're doing in our life that are causing this loss of motivation. Or some people, it's often other people too, right? They say bad things to us, nasty things to us. If anybody says anything nasty to you, you should know Krishna made that person do it. Now you think, why? Why would Krishna make someone insult me? Because Krishna wants me to remember him. If that person insults me, I'll run towards Krishna, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Krishna uses all methods to pull us towards him. <laughs> Good and bad. Everything is Krishna's game for us. Maharaj, you had a question? Yeah. Thank you, Prabhu, for your wonderful Hare class. Thank you. I was wondering, um, how can you um, know whether you're sort of, you're getting into your nature in terms of the service or you're using it as like a comfort space or a comfort zone? Even if it's comfort, that's fine. It'll start as comfort. It'll get into its right position. But the main thing is, are you really thrilled by it? Does it thrill you when you're doing it? If it's thrilling to you, you should know, this must be my, must, and it's not just thrilling for a short while. It's always thrilling you. Like for example, are you, have you taken initiation? No. No? Okay. Are you you feeling close to some spiritual master that you feel like, yes? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, okay. Well, some of us did, and we took initiation. So we became thrilled by that person. It's not like, you know, the thrill went away after a while. Oh, man, boring spiritual master. <laughs> Maybe I should take initiation from somebody else. Maybe I should become spiritual master myself. <laughs> we need some good spiritual masters around. <laughs> we don't feel like that. We're thrilled by our spiritual master. Every time a spiritual master comes, we worship the floor on which he or she walks. You see what I'm saying? Because we're so thrilled by that person, you know? There are things that we're really thrilled by. Every time it happens, we're thrilled. Prashadam is a good example. For a lot of us, prashadam is a very good example. We're thrilled by prashadam. Especially if it's pizza or something with paneer in it or, you know, some fattening. <laughs> you know, like that. Because it's the mode of goodness food, so obviously they're very thrilling. You know what I mean? Because we mix in with the other modes. But anyway. But the thing is, we are thrilled by those things. We're always thrilled by those things. If you're always thrilled, then consider that as part of you. Even if it's in the conditional area, it's part of you. Take advantage of it to love Krishna more. Because it is Krishna coming in that form to you. 
Krishna comes in every way he can to us. He's trying to get to us. We're thinking we're trying to get to him. It's just the opposite. He's chasing us much more than we're chasing him. In fact, he chases us so much, he stays with us all the time. <laughs> we may think we leave, but Krishna never leaves. He's always with us all the time. He loves us so much. He's such a nice person. And Radharani, she's just a knockout. <laughs> she's the one who gives him all the power to chase us. <laughs> she's our mother, you know, original mother. She's the one who loves us so much. Prabhupada says, when you come from the ladies, pray to Radharani. She's the compassionate nature of Krishna. Krishna is all good, and she's his compassionate nature. So you can imagine how good she is, right? So we got this wonderful couple, and then we got Lord Goranga. Wow. And Lord Nityananda. Avaduta, he doesn't even care about anything. Just say Nitai. That's all. I'll be sold, he said. I'll be your servant. I'll become it. Just say Nitai once, I'm your servant. Wow. He's the supreme personality of God himself. He wants to be our servant. We should be ashamed of ourselves, actually. We should be carrying a huge guilt in our hearts all the time, thinking, oh my God, all these people are ready to serve me, and I don't want to serve anybody. I just want to be God. You know, that's our problem. All right, I think we have to close the class. Okay, see, one more question, finally. Okay, Prabhu, yes, go ahead. Because you come from outside of town, so you know. Hare Krishna. Hare Thank Krishna. you so much. Very nice class and Hare so many lessons. Uh, one of the things that you did stress is like, how important is the association? Yes. How we get motivated yes. constantly. Association is important. It's the it best. defines us. Prabhupada said 90% yes. of our success comes from our association. Oh. And he said 90% comes from chanting. And then when we ask how come to be two things, he says, well, the, the association are the servants of the holy name. Yes. So, the holy name and the servants can create 90% of our success. So these two things we should always have in our have always have people who love us. And if somebody doesn't love you, just keep a little distance from that person. But those who love you, attach to that person very nicely. But that's going to feed you. That love is going to really feed you. And then chant with all of your heart and soul. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you very much. Vanchakalpa Turbhascha, Kripasandhu Vyavicha, Deetanam Bhavna Pyo, Vaishnava Pyo Namunama. Anandkoti Vaishnava Brinda Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Krishna Prashadam Ki Jai, Itai Gaur Pramanandi Hare Hare.